Welcome to the Sprint to Profit podcast with Kirsty and Isaac. If you are an Amazon seller looking to grow your business with some of the latest tactics and strategies, along with some great guidance for your overall business, then you are in the right place. So pay attention and if needed, take notes. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Sprint to Profit podcast for Amazon sellers. This podcast was developed by and for Amazon sellers to give you the latest strategies that are working right now to grow your Amazon business profitably, as well as how to plan for your future growth and lifestyle. So if you're currently selling on Amazon or looking to get started in selling private label products on Amazon, then you're in the right place to learn more about the ins and outs of the processes and strategies it takes to develop a long-term sustainable business that brings you income month after month and year after year. Now, today we wanted to talk about planning and preparing for basically the the 2021 year because we always like to plan ahead. So that way you guys can actually make sure that you are well prepared to hit the ground running with your growth plan right from January 1st. Yeah, that's right. So now we're recording this and this will probably be out in October as well, I think, Isaac, right? So we're in October 2020. And I reckon most people right now will just be thinking about quarter four for this year and plan your Christmas sales, which of course you actually need to do, but hopefully you've already planned that and it's already in motion. But usually a big step that people forget to do is to plan exactly how they're going to continue to grow the business in the next year, which is 2021. That's weird, right? It sounds like some kind of sci-fi movie to me. Yeah. I think, just because I'm an 80s. <laughs> Amazon <people>. 2021. <laughs> yeah, 2021. I'm like, wow. Um, now we often joke actually, don't we? Because when it comes to this time of year, you're always saying, yep, yeah, Kirsty's brain is in uh, the next year usually. And I'm sure most of you are going to be glad to see the back of 2020 anyway, right? Because we haven't really been able to do very much outside of our own homes. But it is really important as a business owner, and especially, you know, you guys, you are the CEO of your business, regardless of what stage your business is at. You've always got to think like the CEO. So you've got to be one step ahead and at least one quarter ahead of where you're actually going, because often people see that calendar year as a finite entity, right? As a finite period of time. But it's not. I mean, your plan, it needs a vision. You need an objective. You need rolling quarterly goals, which is something that we're always talking about. And able to do that, you need to do that to be able to hit the income and the lifestyle goals that you want, right? You can't just throw this thing out there and say, that this is what I want, but not have a rolling plan to be able to get you there. So as an example, a corporate process, for instance, we used to be business planning for the following year in April of the previous year, right? So say now it's 2020. I would have been planning for 2021 in April of 2020, right? And I used to moan about it big time because I always felt like I was planning. (laughs) I just didn't feel like the the year had got going yet, right? But now I'm running my own business. I see even more clearly the value of planning ahead and always knowing where your growth is coming from. Yeah. And, you know, a good example of this is, you know, if every farmer in the world always just planned for the next year as the next year started, we'd probably run out of food and we'd all be screwed, right? Because it's like, well, the seeds aren't going to grow. They didn't plan properly. They didn't actually get their seeds in. You know, they, they haven't ordered the, 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 or they haven't like laid fallow some of the fields. So like they don't have any nutrients in them. So they're just like all haphazard, right? So just think about that. It's basically just like you're, you're growing your crops for the next year, but you have to plan ahead for it. You have to plan for inventory. You have to plan for new crops slash products that you want to launch and all that stuff. So today we want you to take away exactly what you need to be doing right now to have a successful 2021. So it's always good to go back to your why. And we like to do this every, every year, if not like monthly, weekly, you know, just make sure that you understand why in the heck you're doing this business in the first place. Because if you don't know, 
and you don't have a really good, strong reason to be doing this business, you're probably not going to be very motivated. And, and when something goes wrong, you'll likely be more, well, I should say, you'd be more likely to quit and just not do anything and let the business kind of go away, right? So we don't want that to happen. We want you guys to have motivation, passion, fire, drive. So that way you can actually complete and, and plan and, and successfully execute your goals. So now that you know the reason why you're actually, you know, building the business. So, you know, maybe it's to quit your day job, travel, uh, you know, maybe spend more time with your family, whatever it is, then you have to understand what you want. So what exactly is it? Is it, you know, I want to quit my job this year. I want to, you know, make $2,000 in income a month. So that way I can, you know, only work part-time this year or whatever it is. So you have to pretty much know what your smart goal is. And we kind of, we, we adapted this. Obviously it's not our own, own uh, you know, idea. The smart goal has been around for a while. I think since like the nineties or something like that, or eighties maybe. Uh, but essentially it's, it's, you know, a plan of action. And it's, and I always forget some of the letters, but it's like, uh, you know, what the heck is the S Kirsty? Specific. Specific. <laughs> yes. Measurable, uh, attainable, relevant, relevant and time, time bound. So it has to be able to be, have like deadline. Right. So what this means is the S is specific to you. You don't want to just pick something that you have no say in or it doesn't matter to you. So like if you had no desire to quit your job, you wouldn't pick to quit your job, right? Like most people want to quit their job. But if you're like, I'm actually, I'm okay with my job. I don't want to quit my job this year. That's fine. So don't, don't use that, but pick something that is maybe you want to work less or you want to take more vacations or you want to travel this year, pick something that's specific to you. Then measurable the idea here is that you probably want for your business, for example, some sort of measurable, you know, income or sales or profit generation to happen. So now you can go back to your specific thing and say, okay, look, in order to hit my why of quitting my job this year, I'm going to need at least part of my salary kind of coming in through my Amazon business. So maybe it's, you know, I need $3,000 a month for my Amazon business to be able to say, you know what, bye-bye job, right? So we always kind of just take that that number, say if it's 3,000 or 5,000, you multiply that by about 10. And roughly that's about how much revenue you're going to need on Amazon to get your smart goal rolling. So if you say, I'm, I'm planning for $3,000 in profit and in income for myself, sorry, income. So that way I can quit my job or reduce my hours. Then you're going to need about $30,000 in sales on Amazon to roughly do that. Now it might not be exactly, but that's kind of how you would plan say, okay, look, I need to get to $30,000 per month on Amazon so I can reduce my hours or quit my job. And then attainable is like, okay, well, how close are you to achieving that goal right now? Because if you haven't even thought of a product or not done any sort of training, it might not be attainable to get to 30 or $50,000 in one year. But the idea here is that you, you want to try to get close to that. So um, you know, maybe if you're already selling and you're at three, $4,000 a month, yeah, you could, you could see that in a year, you could grow to 30,000 if you do the things, you know, the right things like planning to launch two or three more products, actually executing your launches properly, you know, getting the profit margins right, all that kind of stuff. So then it really becomes like, is it relevant to you? So how does it become relevant? Well, it ties back to your why, right? So I want my Amazon business essentially to get to $30,000 a month. So that way I can, you know, quit my job. That's the relevant part, right? So that's part of your why. So I can quit my job, start living my life for myself, spend time with my family and friends, travel, whatever you want to do. And then the time bound part comes in as well. And that's, you know, we usually say it's nine to 12 months for a smart goal because it's like the first next big milestone that you want to achieve. You know, we also have a three-year vivid vision that we like to talk about, which is kind of like, 
what your business and what you look like when you're successful and what you de- what you deem as successful. But we want to try to scrunch that down a bit. So what is your SMART goal for 2021? In that year, what do you want to achieve? Basically by December 31st, what do you want to achieve? Do you want to quit your job? Do you want to spend more time with your family? Do you want to travel? You want to take a vacation? Like, you know, just, it could be even, hey, I want to, you know, I'll take $3,000 out of my Amazon business and take my family on a vacation. That's perfectly okay. You know, there's, there's lots of great little benefits about having the Amazon business. So you put these all together and that's what really the SMART goal is. So, you know, we, 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 I think the, the most common one that we see, Kirsty, is people shooting for that $50,000 in sales so they can get about $5,000 in profit, or sorry, income, about $10,000 in profit from their business. And that's per month. So that way they can essentially quit their job or, you know, take more vacations, travel the world, or if they're not working, you know, feel like they've accomplished something with their business is kind of like this big milestone at the 50,000 mark. And that's awesome because if you think about $5,000 in income a month, that's a pretty good salary in most countries. I mean, it's not like scraping by by any means. And if you can do that with an Amazon business where you're not going to work, you're not having to worry about, you know, shelter in place or, you know, COVID-19 or any of this other stuff. And you can achieve this because online sales are actually growing in this next, you know, six months probably. That's really going to help people understand that, you know, this is, this is a great business model, especially not just for 2020, but also for 2021 and beyond. Yeah, exactly. And what we're talking about there as well is not just $5,000 in the bank, right? That's $5,000 after tax and all that other stuff, right? That's what we're talking about here. So that's pretty cool, I reckon, like, you know, especially for your first milestone, you know, you do that all day and every day. And once your business is running on a, at a certain level, you know, you don't have to spend that much time in the business as well. I mean, you can even put that into your SMART goal, right? How much time do you want to be spending in the business? That's how specific you can actually make the SMART goal. Actually, in our coaching, we have a a tool that kind of determines, you know, how much money investment do you have? How much time investment do you have? And how realistic that SMART goal actually is, right? Depending on those resources, because time is a resource like anything else. Mm -hmm. That's why planning is so important because you can plan not only the investment in the business, not only what the result of the business is going to be, but how many, how much time you're going to, you're going to need to be able to achieve that goal. Yeah. I I didn't even think about it, but I I think we could probably provide a link to that, that quickly at the bottom of the show notes here. And then they could actually test that out and see like, Hey, how much can I actually achieve in a year? What can I reasonably expect to grow my business right now? Yeah, exactly. That'd be awesome. I think for a lot of people definitely go, go to that tool because you might have something in your head, which is kind of utopia, but then when you actually put all the different things in that you're already committed to financially, as well as time, then um, you can quickly see, well, actually, I'm not going to achieve it. So I'm, I need to do something different to achieve that goal. So that's why we start with the why first, because that's going to give you the motivation to maybe change some things in your life to do, to do what you need to do. And then you've got that you know, bullseye target that you're aiming for, and you're all revved up, ready to go, right? which is cool. But then you need to go, well, how am I going to do it? Literally, I need to, you know, focus on what I'm going to do to get there. So the how you're actually going to get there. So we always say this, it's very, very simple, right? And people go overcomplicate this process. But essentially, there's only three ways, three key ways to grow your business. Number one is sell more of the same stuff, right? So this is really looking at all that hidden gold that you're not currently mining out of your current products, So the way we do this is, and we do this on a quarterly basis, but what you want to do at the kind of like this period of the year is to do like a really big deep dive because I bet most of you are not doing this on a quarterly basis anyway, but do a really big deep dive on all your metrics in the business. 
So what you need to do is analyze what's going really well and what's not going well in the business. And you want to keep doing more of the stuff that's working and stop doing a lot of the stuff that's not working. I'll guarantee you that you've probably got projects that are on the go or projects in your head that you think you need to do that are not actually serving you right now and you're not fully focused on the growth of hitting that number one goal. So what we suggest that you do, and we can't go through the whole process here today, um, but here's some kind of pointers, is you need to really focus in on your key metrics. And we talk about this a lot. So go through all the key metrics in your business. And I'm talking about your sales, you know, look at the competition in the marketplace. Are you able to achieve what your competitors are achieving? If you're not, then guess what? There's more gold to be mined. There's more sales to be had. Then you need to look at, well, what, how am I competitively priced versus my competition? How does my listings look versus my competition? Am I talking to my ideal client? All that stuff around competition. How about my reviews? Are they reflective of how my product should be to the consumer? Are they competitive versus everyone else in the marketplace? So you're, you're kind of doing this macro view of what do I look like in the landscape of, of, the, of the competition on Amazon? And then you want to look at your specific uh, metrics on your own product. So your conversion rates, your sessions, which is you know the amount of traffic, the amount of people that are coming to your listing every day. Also then looking at your profit margins, looking at your cash flow. How quickly does that cash flow flow back into your business? Are you waiting like five to six months before you even, even see any cash back? Because what potentially might be happening is everything that you're bringing in, you're flowing back out again in inventory costs and things like that. So it's all these key areas that you need to have a look at. And what we're looking for is stuff, like I said earlier, that's working very well, or stuff where you've got massive gaps, gaps of either knowledge, gaps of experience, or just gaps of cash, right? That's kind of what we want to be looking at in terms of the business as it stands at the moment. And then you want to go deeper on, you know, your cost of goods, your payment terms, all that stuff to be able to kind of understand what levers you can pull to be able to plug those gaps. Yeah, I was going to say one of one of my uh, favorite sayings is "business is business is business," right? So, do you think that other businesses out there, like you know, obviously you worked in, in corporate uh, marketing for a long time, did they did they do this kind of stuff? Obviously, I mean, this isn't something that we're just saying, yeah, you should do it because we think it works. Like this is every single business owner, every single company, every single corporation that is you know successful does this stuff every single quarter. They look at it monthly, even if they have to, you know, they, they want to look at what's working and what's not and perfect what's, what's working and then get rid of what's not right. So they have to have like a, you know, cut ties with certain products and they have to really double down on some products. And, and that's what you should be doing too, because, you know, it's, it's not just to keep all my products and nurture them and maybe they'll grow someday. It's not really like that. Like some products you just have to let go after a certain amount of time. Yeah, exactly. And when you're looking at those metrics, things change, right? You could have had a product that's been going awesome for the last three years, but new competitions coming into the market, maybe the market is being devalued. Uh, Maybe it's time for you to, it's not serving you anymore. You know, you might be paying a lot of money out on that product. There may be an in, you know, a little bit of opportunity, but it's not big enough for you to even bother continuing with it. And so by having this process, you're continually reviewing what's good, what's not, and getting rid of, you know, products if you need to, to be able to serve the plan that you've put, that you put in place or the goal that you've put in place. Like you said, Isaac, I mean, we do this monthly and it would take two weeks out of every month to be focusing in on this stuff. And again, as a marketer, that really 
was annoying because I just wanted to do all the cool advertising stuff. But, you know, if you don't know where you're spending the money for the advertising and where to put, like you said, put the right seeds in place, then you could be completely watering the wrong plant, right? And so that's what we're trying to do here is, is to really focus in on the good stuff, the bad stuff, what you need to get rid of, prune, if you like. Yeah, some things need pruning, some things need tweaking, some things need weeding, and then some things need watering. So that's what you need to figure out. Yeah, it's, it's so a lot easier to, to help grow a plant that's already really doing well than to uh, try to revive a dead plant, right? Yeah, exactly. Not even just for the actual plant itself, but for you as the, <laughs> as the waterer. Yeah. So much, it's so much better, isn't it? You just water a plant and bing! There, the, the leaves are up, right? It's, yeah. That's a much better feeling. Just so we're clear, the analogy here is that the plants are your products. Yes. We're not actually <laughs> talking about gardening. <laughs> People are like, am I on a gardening podcast? What's yeah. going on? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of talk about farms and plants. I don't get it. <laughs> no, the analogies are running away now, aren't they? <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, it's an interesting, it's, you know, it's an interesting point because it is, a, it is very much like... Um, harvesting if you like right right now for instance we're harvesting everything that we've put in place because it you know through the christmas period it's going to be awesome but you also need to be planting at the same time as harvesting mm-hmm. and that's the point you were making earlier so that's selling more of the same stuff really finding the hidden gems understanding what's working what's not working what's hindering growth what's enabling growth and then number two is selling more stuff right so guess what hallelujah we all know this one launching more products right so uh which new stuff are you going to launch next year because that's also going to help you grow as well and then number three is selling stuff in more places more channels so this could be either going into a different marketplace on amazon um it could also be getting other distribution of your products i mean we always like to think of your business as a as concentric circles right is that the right word yeah circles yeah. within circles <laughs> How did I get this far? I have no idea. So if you can imagine like a ripple effect, right? So you throw a stone into the water and then you've got all these circles that come out. Well, the bullseye is what currently what you've got right now. That's, that's basically where your business is. You want to go close to where your current business is. Don't think, guess what? I'm going to lob in my stone. That's where my current stone is. And then I'm going to go right to the outer edge of all those circles and launch my product in... I don't know, think of a store, I don't know, Walmart, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you're going from Amazon right through to another type of channel, another type of retailer, another type of negotiation, a completely different channel that you have no experience in right now. So the next best thing is to guess what? Go into another Amazon market because you already know how it works. You already um, understand the process. The process is pretty much identical apart from if you go to a different language, you've got to kind of translate the listings. But Mm -hmm. Apart from that and some kind of other VAT things and things that you might need to set up, the sales process is exactly the same. So really start to think about that because I know a lot of people are like, right, I've launched one product on Amazon. I'm going to open my own website and I'm going to try and get this thing into Walmart. And oh, Walmart online are knocking on my door. I'm going to put my products there and I'm going to sell on eBay. And oh, hang on a minute. I'm already exhausted, right? So Number one, get right, get your channel right as it is right now and grow from that one specific channel with more products. And then you can think of what's the next circle on the outer red edge of that. And, you know, if you're in North America, maybe it's Canada, right? It's very mm-hmm. easy to kind of cross border that stuff. If not there, maybe it's in the UK. And if you're in the UK, maybe it's Germany. So just think about 
logically and also for your own sanity, what is the best next logical step to grow the business? Yeah. And there's kind of a reason why we make that the third one, because we would really want you to make sure that you're tapping the best that you can out of your current products, then sell, you know, easily enough in the same market, uh, probably another product or two before then you kind of look at other Amazon marketplaces, but it doesn't have to be like that. Like, you know, I, I actually started out and I think you did pretty quickly, uh, you know, selling both in the UK and US. And I, I even sold, you know, uh, you know, cross-border fulfillment in, in the EU when they allowed that um, right off the bat. And I know that you you expanded to those marketplaces right off, right, off, right off the bat as well. So it's not that you have to wait for that, but you really do have to understand the opportunity there. You can't just say, hey, you know what? I think it'll sell well in Germany and the UK, so I'm going to launch there. You actually have to understand the uh, compliance issues now because they've changed over the last five years. You have to understand the opportunity of sales, which have changed over the last five years and the competition, right? So there's there's different ways to examine all that stuff. Now, there are tools for that as well. And once you have that in, uh, yeah, you could te- technically probably even launch in a different marketplace even before you get three or four products into your current marketplace. But again, it's, it's, it's based on what is your sp- you know, specific circumstances. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, if you've got, you know, like you said, you've had experience already selling in one market, you're very comfortable with the process, you're very confident with the process. You may also have a team or you may have somebody working with you in the business. Then that the next logical step would to be expand out from there. But like you said, there's so much opportunity within what you're currently doing for the next year that you don't necessarily need to do everything all at once. And I think this is where, I mean, we've spoken about this on a lot of our podcasts with different people as well. The number one mistake that we make as entrepreneurs is that we want to do things bigger, quicker, faster. And generally that always gets us into trouble. So I'm definitely one of those little chihuahuas that wants to run off before I'm kind of ready. I'm, I'm, I'm still, you know, even at my age, I'm still trying to like pull myself back. So I know it's an impulse to do it, but the, the more you focus and the more you really understand the process, it's easier than to replicate down the track. So just think of that as well. Yeah, it makes you sound like you're you're old. You're like, even at my age, you know. Even at my age, I feel old. <laughs> Make my knees are creaking. No, <laughs> Every time you cough, just some dust comes out. You're like, oh, yeah. I'm turning into a mummy. <laughs> I know. I think it's because I haven't, I haven't been out of the country for how long. I'm like, what? Yeah, I feel, yeah. Yeah. You get on a plane and get to a tropical island or something for exactly. sure. Exactly, yeah. Then after that, when we've kind of analyzed the growth areas, we, we like to do a process. Again, it's not what it's not our process. It's a tried and tested business process. It's called just doing a SWOT analysis. So it sounds very grand. It's literally, it's very easy. It's literally like four quadrants and with a S, w, S, S and W in the top quadrants and then an O and a T in the bottom quadrants. SWOT um, is really strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. And really what you're trying to really understand is after you've done all this analysis is what are your core strengths in the business? What are the key things that you believe that you're very, very good at in the business? Not you personally necessarily, but it's about the business itself. Then what are the weaknesses within the business? And this is going to really help you identify those core gaps. A weakness could be things like my conversion rates aren't you know, good enough. Um, my sessions on this one product are not great. Um, my profit margins are not great. That type of thing. That's really going to provide you with clarity on the opportunities in the business. So those are the key things that are going to help you to identify, okay, well, for me to grow this business, for me to get more cash out of the business, for me to be able to grow sales, 
because remember growth is not necessarily just all about sales it could be about profit margins it can be about your cash flow right that's how you're going to get more money out of the business um, those then become your opportunities those are the key things that you're going to be working on the key projects that you're going to be working on for the next year and then the threats are really external threats right and i see a lot of people putting things in here that really don't matter so you've got to th- one star reviews yeah whatever we're all going to have that but what are you going to do about that? Nothing, right? These are about things that you need to prepare for for the future. So it could be things like a threat could be the fact that, uh, I don't know. More competitors come into market or something like that. Yeah. Or that the growth rate from that we've seen from e-commerce this year might slow down or, or things like that. Or um, there might be some issues with raw materials um, mm. that are happening in the in the marketplace. So, or people are shift, Chinese manufacturing might not be as buoyant as what it was. So things like that, because you need to be ahead of the game on those things so that you can go, well, maybe I need to do something differently. For instance, if you've got an issue with raw materials, your lead times might increase. So you need to be planning even further ahead, that type of thing. So yeah, those that, types of things. that kind of stuff happen this year at all, Kirsty? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes obviously you can't predict everything. We could never have predicted COVID, right? Well, maybe we could, depending on who you talk to. But essentially, what we're trying to say is, is the, the trends that are happening right now in the marketplace, how could that, and economically, um, tech, technology-wise, those types of things, could that be a threat to your business in the future? And how do you kind of like make sure that you're balancing those things out? Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's pretty important, obviously, you know, we've seen people, you know, just from looking at their own stuff. So, you know, we talked about the opportunities there. Yeah, oh, my conversion's at 8%. If I just get it to 15%, that basically doubles my business on that product. It's one of those things that like, you're, you're probably not doing some things right, that if you just turned a couple of things around, like writing a better listing, getting better images, pricing appropriately, you could probably create the same profit, more sales and better conversion. So it's almost like, you didn't have to put in that much time. You just had to critically think about what you were doing and you can make yourself a lot of money without really, you know, spending months and, 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 and years trying to get that fixed. You know, everybody thinks, oh, I've got to double my business. I've got to, you know, double my products. It's not always the case. It could be your current products just aren't working as optimally as they could. So it's a great point. You know, we talk about the strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats a lot. And people, I think, downplay like actually doing that exercise because they're like, oh, well, I don't see how this is going to help me. Literally, those opportunities become your plan for the next nine months, 12 months, 90 days, 30 days. It's like work on these things and then your business will grow. Like that's exactly what we're talking about. So, you know, the next major thing that we want you to do is build a forecast and inventory plan, which is like, what are you going to launch and when are you going to launch it? Like, okay, you've got quarter one. You probably can't launch in January or February because of Chinese New Year, but maybe, maybe you've already ordered it in like September or something. You're going to launch in January. That's fine. But maybe it's March that you can launch. Okay, cool. So I'm going to launch my, my next product in March. I'll launch the next product after that in July and launch the next product after that in September. Great. So now how much inventory do you need for those? How many sales are you predicting? What's the profit that you're predicting for that? Now, obviously you can't get this right. A forecast is never 100% right. But using a lot of tools and estimations, you can understand your profitability, your sales and, and all that kind of, all those sales goals and all that. Put that all into a spreadsheet. That's what we do with our members. And then we can see, you know, when am I going to hit that $30,000 a month? When am I going to hit that $50,000 a month? When, I can, when can I actually plan to take that vacation with my family? When can I plan to quit my job? 
These are the things that you actually want to achieve, right? So you want to know how quickly you can do it and how realistically it's going to be. If you can't launch three products in a year and that's what you need to hit $30,000 in sales, well, then you probably have to move that SMART goal out a little bit further just so you can actually hit that. So if you can launch three products, four products, five products to hit whatever your goal is, you know, however that works out and however many marketplaces you plan to do that in, plan it out. See if you can hit that goal. You know, we've had people that, you know, we had a, a coach, Rebecca, she was actually on one of our podcasts before as well. Um, she planned out, you know, in a year's time, I'm going to hit what I think it was like $50,000. And in like four months, she hit $100,000 because her, her product just went skyrocketing. And, you know, that was a brand new brand. And, and it's great to see that kind of stuff. But she had planned it for eight months longer and it just took off. So she'd already hit that four months into a year. And then she was like, okay, well, here's my new goal. And then she just kept adding products to hit that new goal. So the reason why we want you guys to do this is so that way you can actually inventory plan, cash flow plan, and, and get the sales and everything. So that way you're not just going, hey, you know what? I got to launch a product now. And then you don't have any money to do it. So then what we want you to do next is basically work with your supplier on payment terms and cost of goods and orders before Chinese New Year. So that way you can really plan out your full year. And we always talk about this, you know, negotiating with your suppliers. One of the good things that we always um, like to do is give our suppliers our full year plan. Hey, I plan to sell X amount of units for the whole year with you here on this product. And this product I plan to order, you know, in three months, if they, if they allow, you know, if the same supplier is, you know, doing the next product or whatever, you can work with them. And then you could say, can I get better rates on these knowing that this is what my plan is? And I'll even order the whole thing up front so you can mass produce it. So you only have to do it like one time. And then I'll just start paying off some of the balances as I ship. That's a payment term plan. And those are really, really good to do. I, I actually just did this with one of my products. It's a winter seasonal product. So I said, I'm going to order, uh, I think it was 11 or 16,000 units, something like that. Yeah, 16,000 units. And I said, I'm not going to pay a deposit, but you know, you, I've worked with you guys for four years now. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to pay the deposit when the units are shipped. And then 30 days later, I'm going to pay the balance on just the amount that I've shipped. So I'm going to ship it in a couple of phases too. So that way I can spread out my cash flow. So over 16,000 units, I think I've sent out about 8,000 or 10,000 now. So I've only paid 20% on those. And then I'll pay the balance in about another 10 days because it's already been almost 30 days. It's been like 20, 25 days. I'll pay the balance on just those eight or 10,000. And then I'll pay, I'll tell them to ship the next eight or however many thousand units it is. And then they'll actually charge me the 20% for that. And then I'll pay the balance for that 30 days later. So now that it, because it's a winter seasonal product and it's October now, I've only paid like $1,500 on this product. And now once the product starts selling, I can actually start affording to really, you know, have that cash flow and leverage that from Amazon. So that way I can pay my supplier back without any issues and worrying about, oh, I can't afford 16,000 units because, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of money to shell out 16,000 units worth of, of cash all at once. If you don't have to do that, work with your supplier to actually plan out your inventory ahead of time and you'll be much happier because then you can launch more products. You can actually grow this business. It's kind of like leveraging a credit line with a, with a bank, but it's with a supplier and they kind of hold your, your, your you know, units for, for collateral, but that's okay with you because you plan on selling them anyway. Yeah. And you've already got the inventory plan, you know, it's already in production. So you don't have to then scramble, especially with a seasonal products like you've got, um, you don't, you're not scrambling for the fact that, oh my God, I'm running out of inventory because the winter's, you know, come early or whatever. Yep. So you've got basically how you're going to grow. You know what your core things are that you're going to work on for next year. 
Um, you've then built out a forecast and, you know, of course it's new products, but it's also the current products that you've got. And this is a, it's a funny thing because a lot of people tend to just focus on what's the new stuff that they're going to do. And they kind of forget, they have to plan for the stuff that they've already got going, right? And so once you've done that growth plan in the right, in the right way, you'll know what the growth targets are for your existing products and you'll know what your growth is for the new products and you want to be able to plan all that out and forecast all of that out but then you've got to guess what you've got to actually make sure that that happens and we call this looking at what are the enablers that you need not just the stock but what other stuff are you going to need to be able to hit the growth plan that you want to achieve or the goal that you want to achieve so it could be more investment it could be more people you know Usually we all start out in this business. There's just one of us and we can usually get that to maybe a million a year or 2 million a year, something like that. But then the plates start to kind of fall a little bit and we're like, I need some help. So one big growth area for for businesses is hiring the right talent in the business to be able to achieve the goals as well, right? So that's another key thing that you need to think about. And you need to think about that now for the plan that you're setting in place, not when you're like, oh my God, I need some help right now, right? Mm-hmm. So you need to always be thinking about that. You might meet, need more knowledge. You actually might need more coaching, more handholding. Are you a type of person that potentially might put an awesome plan in place, but you don't actually achieve it and then you might get lost along the way. You might actually need someone to help you to push that forward a little bit more. Just think about what stuff is actually holding you back right now from achieving the goal that you put and you make sure that you put a plan in place to basically kind of um, sort out your your own weaknesses, right? That's mm-hmm. like how I like to call it. Could be a weakness in knowledge. It could be a weakness in skill. It could be a weakness in accountability. So, or it could be a weakness in finance. You haven't got the cash to be able to do something. And those are kind of like the softer areas, if you like, that you need to also think about because they're the ones, the big ones that come and bite you on the bum as well in the in the throughout the course of actually growing your business. Yeah. And I think one of the big things there that you mentioned is just the accountability people, you know, when, when they are off on their own, you know, devices, and especially if you're working from home or, you know, if you, if you don't have a, a regular day job and you're trying to start this business, you don't really plan your time very well. So you're just sitting there staring at the, the computer and going, what do I do with my day? You have to kind of have that plan for yourself. And that's kind of what we go into next is breaking your 12 month plan into quarters basically starting from now. So plan quarter one for next year, right now, not January 1st, but now in October for next year, even you could have done it even in September for next year. And then you want to break it into smaller steps. So, you know, the, the, the phrase is how do you eat an elephant? And it's one bite at a time, right? So you don't, you're not going to eat an elephant, but the, the theory is that any impossible task seems impossible. If you look at the gigantic thing you have to achieve until you talk about breaking it into steps. So break it into smaller steps, like 90 day goals. So each quarter you have goals that you have to achieve. So, you know, if my goal is to get to $50,000 in 2021, I need to launch a product in quarter one. I need to launch another product in quarter two. I need to launch another product in quarter three. And then in quarter four, I just basically need to get all the inventory I can stocked up and be ready for that big quarter four sales, uh, you know, period. And so each 90 days, I've got to build a plan. So every every 90 days has three months in it. So build a plan for your 30 days in there, the 60 days in there. So month one, month two, and month three, and then break that down. Even you can break it down into, you know, daily and weekly uh, habits as well. 
So if I know I've got to, you know, launch a product, well, I've got to probably start sourcing it now. I probably got to do some research on what products are the best opportunities. I've got to get samples. I've got to get packaging design. I've got to get the logo. Or if you know it's a new brand, I got to get a logo. If it's a you know, existing brand, then I pretty much just got to start looking at how to build a listing, how to, you know, set, the, set up the ads, create my launch plan, all that other stuff. And so in 90 days, you got to achieve all that. If you didn't decide to break it down into small chunks, at 90 days, you wouldn't have anything done because you've just been going, oh, it's too much. I, I don't know what to start on. Break it down. Talk about what's first step, second step, third step, and so on. And, and that really creates what we call clarity in the business. So that way you're not just overwhelmed and thinking, I don't know what to do. I, I, I don't know what to do with my time when I sit at a computer. Well, I use these little notepads, uh, the little post-it notes, and I just write there, right, right on it. Like I actually have, you know, like do your, your ads every, every Monday and Friday, optimize your ads or whatever, whatever you need to do, plan it out in, in post-it notes or put it on a Google calendar or whatever, and just get it done and don't make excuses. And if you didn't get it done the day before, well, double down on the next day and, and do it faster. And one thing we like to do is set time limits for even just the days, right? Everybody's like, oh, well, I don't have eight hours to spend on my Amazon business a day. Neither do I. And I don't want to. I'll spend a couple hours a day, a couple hours a week, whatever it is, depending on the need for that, that business, that, that time, I might spend an hour a day or I might spend two hours a week on the business. So it really just depends on what needs to happen. And so you just need to figure out what's, what are the things you need to do? Break it into a deadline, a time limit, and then just get it done. And don't, don't procrastinate and don't say, Oh, I'll just get to it tomorrow. Cause tomorrow never comes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's a bit like, you know, if, I mean, I don't know how many people have run a marathon, but right, I can imagine most people, if you haven't, you'd be like, oh, there's no way I'm doing that, right? Because yeah. 26 miles, you're like, if you've never run before, why on earth would you even think about that? It's, the goal just seems like completely ridiculous, right? It's like anything. If you've not done a million dollars in your business, it seems like it's so far away. But a marathon, somebody who wants to do a marathon for the first time and they don't really run, they're not going to run 26 miles from tomorrow, they're going to start with like 200 meters and then they're going to do maybe some sprints and then they're maybe going to do some longer runs. Maybe it's like three Ks and it's, but it's going to be a planned out process. And that's literally what we're talking about here is, is getting to that marathon at the end of the year is what training, what things, physical things do you need to do in your business to be able to achieve that full goal at the end? And I know people that hear this a lot. I know people kind of think that they get it, but you don't get it until you do it. And I'll guarantee a lot of people don't do it, right? Yeah. So um, just- yeah, And planning up, stuff in your head is not the same as planning it down and putting it on a spreadsheet or on paper or something like that. Exactly. When, when I first started the business, I think I've said this many times, but I literally did this process, not even as in depth of this, but I literally just went, okay, I've got one product doing you know 20 units a day at this price point. If I just did four more of them, I'd get to- I'd get to like a million dollars. I literally just, I had no idea what I was going to sell. I just went, I'll launch one in March, in June, and in September, bosh, million bucks. I was like, happy days. Yeah. And I achieved it because I had the, I put it out there. I'd, I'd literally put it on a spreadsheet. I stuck it on my wall. And every day I looked at it. There was no plan in there. It was literally, these are the core milestones that I need to hit. And then I was like, right, I need to get onto this. I need to understand what I'm going to launch when I'm, you know, how much it's going to cost me. What's the profit? All that stuff comes once you've just set out the scene for yourself. And that's literally what you need to do right now, because when it gets to January, you're already behind, right? If you've got nothing to do in January, 
you've got nothing kind of in the bank kind of set to say you're not you know most people want to put their feet up at christmas and go happy days but then you've all of a sudden you hit january and you're like oops <laughs> yeah yeah and one thing we like to say is it's a quote i can't remember who actually said it but you know the, the dream without a wish or dream without a plan is just a wish and that that's the idea that you know most people have when they set out new year's resolutions oh, i'm going to lose 20 pounds this year oh yeah how are you going to do that I don't know. It's just going to happen. I'm going to just go pray to the universe that it's going to happen. Yeah. I'm going to eat better. And I'm going to exercise. Oh, you mean just for January then? No, for the whole year. Okay. Well, let me know how it's going in February. Yeah. Without the plan, it's not going to work. Yeah, exactly. And especially in this business, because it's an inventory business, right? And most of us will probably get our stock from China. Well, we all know that Chinese New Year is usually, you know, late January, early February, mm -hmm. we know that, but we don't plan for that. And then all, how many people have we, do we know? And they go, oh yeah, I can't launch that now because it's, um, you know, I've now got to wait until April before I can even put the order in. Yeah. So, Some people even use it as an excuse, like, oh, I'm just not sure if I should launch this product in quarter four. So I'll wait till January, knowing full well that Chinese New Year's is there. And then it's like, oh, I can't order it now because it's too late. So I'm just gonna wait till March. I'm like, why are you doing this to yourself? Like you're just delaying your satisfaction. Your yeah. you know, you, you, the whole entire thing that you're doing is just putting off your happiness. Why would you do that? But people <laughs> self-sabotage and it makes no sense to me. Yeah, no, I think because, um, you know, I think we're probably a bit fearful that in these big periods of, t you know, big periods that all the, the people that are already established potentially on those products they're the ones that's going to reap the harvest, right? Mm -hmm. But you've still got to plant the seed. And that's kind of what we're saying, guys, is don't wait to plant. Make sure you plant it. Make sure that you know where you're going to plant and make sure that you're watering that thing because eventually it will grow. But it won't grow if you don't plant it in the first place. And, you know, I'm loving this gardening analogy for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're Amazon farmers. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so there you've got it guys, you know, that's literally corporate business planning 101. You got that in the space of like 30 minutes. Um, it's not only going to give you confidence, but it's going to give you that clear roadmap of exactly how you're going to achieve the goal. And more importantly, how much it's going to cost you in both money and also time as well. If you do that, you know, planning right now, you're going to be able to understand where those gaps are and you can put a plan in place to plug the gaps as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just to recap, you know, the first thing you want to do is revisit your why. So understand why you're doing this business, then determine your what. So what's the smart goal? So how long do you want to take to achieve what you're trying to achieve and make sure that you set plans in place. And then you basically plan the how set up each quarter, each year, everything. Number four is build the forecast. So three was plan the how number four is build the forecast. Five is plan your enablers. What can help you get there? What's going to stop you from getting there and stop doing that, right? So, you know, actually one thing, um, a lot of people as a, as a non-enabler, whatever that a disabler, I guess, um, is, you know, family and friends discouraging you from going down the path that you're going down. If that's stopping you from achieving your goal, distance yourself a little bit. So that way you don't hear this negative feedback all the time. Focus on planning and building your business and put, put enablers around you. And I don't mean like, you know, a cult or anything or anything like that, but a community of helpful friends is, is always good. And if they can encourage you and then obviously with enablers, like, you know, getting a loan or whatever it is that you need to grow, those are great as well. And then number six is break down the plan into bite-sized chunks starting from now in 2020 and 2020 for 2021. So remember guys, now that you're armed with this information, it's your job to implement it into your business. 
and grow your business through action. Also, if you want to get some absolutely free training on what it takes to have a successful business to feel your lifestyle, head to www.goteamreal.com to download our free training today. And we'll see you next week for the next Sprint to Profit episode. And as always, we wish you the best for you and your business. Bye for now. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you would like to get more information about selling on Amazon, head to goteamreal.com for some absolutely free training.